Welcome back to another episode of With Sonar. I'm your host, Luke Velasca, of course, joined by my co-host, Kyle Taylor. It's Wednesday. We're live. We got a fantastic lineup for you today. Of course, we're going to be taking a look at the incredible market and how it continues to evolve day after day. Uh, we've also got some really big news in the freight world, especially oh, yeah. on the ocean side. We've got one of the largest drug busts in history on US uh, at a US ocean port. We've got Carriers throwing their customers to the wind. Are they in complete control? We're going to find out. Uh, but first, Kyle, it's uh, it's June. And listen, okay, um, we're very close to the Olympics. I'm a big Olympics guy. I don't know if you are, but like for me, like that's like one of the like, things that like, you know, that's my childhood. Not because I participated in the Olympics or ever will, but it's just something I always grew up watching. I'm super excited for it. Are you, are you an Olympics watcher? You don't strike me as one. Take a breath, my guy. No, Dude, I'm excited, okay? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm actually not that excited. Um, so I will be the complete opposite. I actually have not really looked at anything. As soon as it comes on, it's okay. I'll not everybody's perfect. But uh, yeah, who's perfect, me or you? Yeah. What? Is it because you're a swimmer? <laughs> I was a swimmer, actually. I still, well, I still know how to swim slightly, good, just a little good. bit. But no, um, so you bring up the Olympics. What's the, what's caught your caught your eye? What are you focusing on? So I, I'm a big swimmer. Right? I swam all my life. I swam through college, so I, I do kind of, you know, I do have sort of a, a biased appreciation for the swimmers. But I love the track and field stuff. Love the love the gymnastics. I mean, I'll I'll watch everything that I can. I'll watch as much as I can. I'll watch, you know, the rowing, the weightlifting, you know, volleyball. Anything that I can. Right. Heck, I'll watch Equestrian if that's the only thing that's on. I just love the Olympics. But yeah, right now I'm specifically watching the U.S. Olympic trials for swimming. Mm. Um, I, a little swimming bit is, a, I mean, swimming's a big one. I also watch Australia's trials a little bit right now because they're going on at the same time as the U.S. Okay. But the difference is because of the time change, theirs are on in the morning for us and ours are on at night. So I, I get a little so bit of a big both. Michael Phelps guy? I'm a big Michael Phelps guy. I grew up watching him. Grew up idolizing. You're gonna him. get. Do you, did you do your arm swing when you get when you were setting up to? I wasn't that flexible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, a lot shorter than him. Yeah, my left arm was a little bit more flexible than the right, so I ended up looking just yeah, like exactly. Kind of looked like a, like an albatross with like a broken with one wing broken. Uh, but no, I, I see. Every, I know everybody in the world knows Michael Phelps' name, and he's obviously I love him, uh, but. Uh, I, um, I, I, there's a lot of other swimmers in that world too, that I follow a lot, um, you know, being close to the sport, but I'm, I'm just excited for it, man. I get, I get excited for it. It jazzes me up. I'm just going to watch as much of it as I can. Um, but just say, in just seven years, cause we took an extra year for this Olympics, just seven years, the U S is going to host. Really? That's right. Have they announced like an area or just say LA, they LA. got and won the bid for the 2028 Olympics. Oh, and, geez. um, they uh, in 2024, so just three years from now, uh, I believe Paris uh, won it. So it's it's in Tokyo, obviously, for these right. games. Going to be exciting. Uh, it's been a while since it's been in Japan, and then we got Paris followed by uh, LA. The last time it was in the U.S. was I believe the '96 Olympics in Atlanta. Yeah, no, I think I think so. That was uh, that was a big deal. So that's going to cause yeah. a lot of. Hopefully, some good changes in LA. I mean, infrastructure things with Hopefully. with these big things happening. Even from because I even know from Tampa when we had Super Bowl came, yeah. you had Stanley Cup Finals. You got the uh, women's Final Four for NCAA basketball. You had all of that happened in like a like a two year period. So what yeah. happened? All the roads got fixed. All the yeah. All the everything got new plants. Everything got spruced up a little bit. So it, it was a. Uh, it was always a good thing for that area. Well, let's think about it from a logistics perspective, right? So think about how much has to happen. Obviously, LA, they have a ton of 
of infrastructure already built, right? They've got a ton of facilities. Right. They might have to add a few more facilities, maybe update a couple, but they do have a lot of facilities already. They do have to have housing. They'll probably have to update some housing, maybe add a little bit more for the village, for the for the athletes. Um, Essential you know, transportation. Transportation is a big thing to get yep. people to and from things. But just think about, like, in order to prepare for that, because you do have to prepare years in advance, think about that's you've got tons of shipments and resources that are going to have to come into the area right. to expand things. You got, you're going to have to add a lot of stadium seating. They tend to expand the stadiums. That's a lot of uh, equipment to bring into an area, no, especially an area where traffic is not good. Exactly. And then, and then what's what's happening there in the port? You got all of these uh, containers that are going to be coming in. Yep. And, and so not only do we have everything just at a standstill there but what else do we have i think one speaking of the speaking of the port speaking of uh vessel lines i'm gonna still i'm gonna talk a little bit longer and then i'm gonna shut up so <laughs> um so like i said earlier one of the biggest actually the biggest drug bust in history at a u.s port in the 230 years that you know the port association has been measuring things this is the largest one so article you can read it on freightways.com uh 20 tons of Coke. Coca-Cola? <laughs> 20 tons of Coke. 20 tons of cocaine. Not a specific brand. Yeah, no. Off-label. Off-label. Um, was confiscated on an MSC container. Um, and they've got, I believe, five of the crew members have already been sentenced so far. That's a cumulative insane. total of over 40 years between the five of them. Um, they believe there's at least eight crew members that were involved. So... Uh, quick summary here, the chief mate, he somehow got involved, uh, this is years ago, working for a group and they were smuggling drugs in. And by the way, the amount, I say the large, not 20 tons, that has an approximate value of $1 billion. With a B. With a B. With a B. For reference, the MSC ship was uh, cost around $100 million to make and that handles just under 12,000 TEU. So 10 times the value of Jesus. the entire ship was the value of this cargo. And it was only in a couple of containers, man. That's think crazy. That. That's unreal. So, yeah, so they busted them. And it came, this happened a couple of years ago, but finally the story's coming out now that all the details are, are taken care of. It was a part of a big a big drug uh, smuggling ring. And, um, you know, and they were trying to get stuff here. I think they officially caught them in uh, about two years ago. Uh, so in June of 2019. And you know what else happened? Really big deal two years ago. I started at Freightways, but oh, oh slightly off. Topic. And that was uh, as of yesterday, or last week, as of two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. Two years. Two years ago. Two days ago. With a COVID year and a Freightways startup year, that uh, that yeah. might as well be like five to six years. I, that's what I'm saying, man. Like I'm I'm basically senior staff at this point. <laughs> Without actually, the title and the pay and any of the importance, uh, I'm big. Hey, whenever I get up on my sales calls, what, what am I telling people? Well, I am one of the most senior guys here. That's right. And that is not, not a lie. It is not a lie. Well, and think about Sonar. So all I do here is I sell Sonar and then talk about whatever we talk about. But um, Sonar in particular, I started selling that right away. So 2019, that, that product only launched a year before I started. Right. So I, I've been here nearly 70% of the lifespan of Sonar. Yeah. I've been selling sonar that amount of time. So. No, that that is, and there's only really yeah. a couple people that have been here longer than us. So, a couple. So it's 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 definitely wild, and it's been growing at a at an astronomical pace. But in addition to that, I mean, we're so big old drug bust. Big old drug bust. In addition to that, another. I mean, FedEx is in just this entire week. We saw last week that worldwide and global trans merge. Yeah. It pretty much got forgotten about because 
FedEx just announced that they cut off 1,400 customers. And let's provide a little context 1400. here. So massive number, and you're going to give us how significant that is to their revenue in a minute. Yeah. But we've been talking for a while about the supply and the demand in the market and how crazy everything's been. This is where, like, when things just stay at this level for so long, things like this happen. Right. No, exactly. It, and it does. And so from a demand perspective, that is so true. You have, for a company that is what FedEx is, I mean, they are servicing thousands and thousands of lanes, so many customers. But to put this in perspective, 1,400 customers accounts for about 8% of their daily bills. And I mean, imagine you're in that C-suite discussing this, like, oh yeah, we're just going to cut off these ones. Why? Because there's just so much demand. We have the pick of the litter. We can choose exactly what is most profitable for us, what is the best density for us, and where it's going to allow us on our balance sheet and to, to be the best company we can be. But that's not just happening there. It's, it's happening really across whether or not you're an owner-operator, whether or not you're a small carrier up to some of the larger fleets. You're, you're able to choose more of what you want to do and because yeah. there's just everyone's there's not a there's not a lack of supply so or there's not a lack of demand there is a lack of supply but it's it's absolutely insane what what fedex has done because it's it's turning a lot of people into like okay well it's not a price game anymore it's not you can't just throw money at people and think that oh yeah i'm gonna take that link if it doesn't fit their network they're gonna tell you sorry sayonara so Kyle, help me understand here. So they're getting rid of these 1,400 customers. Obviously, they, they probably aren't a good fit. They wouldn't be doing it that way. They're a smart company, but it's getting rid of 8% of their daily bills or can, right. we, can we stretch and say 8% of their revenue? I think that's a that's an accurate stretch. Maybe not exactly, Don't but kind of plus, us, or, but yeah. plus <laughs> or minus, yeah. maybe somewhere there. And if that's true, even if it's not 8%, even if it's half of that number, mm-hmm. right? Um, that would account for approximately five and a half billion in revenue for them. It's insane. But XBO, another great company, has been known to do that as well. Yeah. They invest where you need to, divest when you have to. Yeah. And and so this is where it's gonna really come to play. And and so we're seeing that. I mean, that's a big that's a that's a big player in the LTL space. And additionally, I mean, a lot of the line haul effect a lot, there's a lot of a lot of these LTL carriers will have that line haul outsourced by other companies. Right. And so it's it's really going to have a trickle down effect and but it's also going to open up a ton of offer, opportunity. So, you know, for for other carriers out there, that's why it's so important to understand where these shifts are happening and what where you have the best negotiating leverages because there's carrier there's large carriers that can't fulfill all of this freight. And so that's why with sonar becomes extremely impactful. One of which you brought up uh, one market of which that you brought up that FedEx also has a, a good foothold in. It's going to be the Atlanta market. That's right. I mean, UPS and, and FedEx really battle uh, with each other over that market. But the Atlanta market over the past two months has gone from a backhaul market, give, being that there is a significant amount of supply. There's more supply of trucks in that market than there are trucks available in that market. It flipped on its head. Now it's a, a headhaul market. Now there is more demand there than there is trucks. So there's more for, for the carriers out there, there's there's more opportunity. There's more ways for you to push your leverage into a way to, to bring more rate per mile or a higher rate per mile to your doorstep. And, and so what is that, what's happening now? We're seeing those rate per miles on the spot market just go up and to the right. I mean, just completely shoot up to, I mean, it's Atlanta to 
to Chicago, Atlanta to, to Philly, Atlanta to, to Dallas. And what, what's happening now around those markets, Decatur, Chattanooga, yeah. Memphis, you know, all of these surrounding markets are now struggling because of what? There's a higher rate per mile in Atlanta. Right. And, and something along with this, we're going to show this to you in just a second. We've got HDMI here is being a little finicky today, but we're, we're working on it. We're going to throw it up in just a minute. Um, you know, what Kyle's talking about is you, know, you, have a, you have a market the size of Atlanta. That's a, that's a big mover. Here it is right here. So, folks, take a look at this. So, the blue line, exactly what Kyle's talking about. That's your outbound volume daily over the last year. The purple line is your daily inbound volume, so the loads coming into Atlanta. So we see, what's that? What would you say? Pretty much most of September of 2020 through, let's call it, I don't know, I mean, May let's just of say this all, year? I mean, from remember when we were, we were talking to... September to May of this year, so almost a full year, about nine months. Well, remember we were talking to, to Mr. Larkin a couple weeks back, and, and really that new norm was like February. Right. So the really the normal that we're all used to is, is like that late February point. Right, late February. So, so since then, it's been a backhaul market. So when you see the purple line above the blue line, it's a backhaul market. When you see the blue line above the purple line, it's a headhaul market. Right. And only recently, like at the in the middle of May, so just over a month ago, we saw it flip. And the, the purple line went down, meaning there's less volume coming in. But the blue line maintained, and there's more volume going out. Right. So that has tightened up capacity. That's created a load imbalance, is what Happened you're saying. Happened on a freaking dime. I mean, you saw just, you saw it go right at the right at the beginning of May, and then what did it, demand just complete? So you actually saw a fall in, in supply. So at the right. beginning of May, you saw a dip in supply. Demand stayed consistent, and then we saw that just demand just shoot right up right before Memorial Day, Boom. and has maintained. And then supply has continued to just fall off. And so that's why, I mean, obviously it's with sonar. What are we talking about? We're talking about, you know, our, our specific data. And that's why getting into the supply and demand, get, dissecting this into this granularity is so important. Because if you don't know that's going to happen, how are you going to figure it out? There's only a couple of ways. One, you're going to, it's opportunity cost. You're going you're gonna to waste time in those markets or... Hopefully you're not hurting for cash right now. You're going to make some bad decisions that are going to cause you to go into the red. And so that's where this data, specifically what we just looked at right there, is so crucial because then you can make that decision really quick. It's not just, oh, all of a sudden, I don't know what's happening. Uh, Luke, Mr. Shipper, I'm really sorry, but like I need more money. Well, you, neg you negotiated that. That's your rate. Sorry, that's your fault. Like, what do you do in that situation? That's why it's so important. Got to know what's going on so you can make those decisions, right? I mean, I was talking with a shipper today, and, you know, and this, this, is, this is great because when you have situations like that where capacity gets tight and things do start to flip, you know, you start to have a struggle between, hey, do we give more notice? Is that going to help with capacity? What can we do to just help alleviate some of that pain? So one of the shippers I was talking with today, he said on average, we're only giving one day notice. So I pulled up the market, and this was the Chicago market. And on average, shippers right now are giving loads out 2.8 days in advance. So almost three days in advance is the notice. And I tell them, listen, you're giving one day notice. Everybody else is giving almost three days notice. Yeah. You are essentially competing for way less capacity than everybody else. All those other carriers, they have loads available at the time. Capacity's tight in Chicago right now. We know that. Okay, we can pull it up on the screen. But the point is, is that here, here's a great map of it. 
So this is a capacity map of the United States. This is a new, new, new. I was going to say, this don't just fresh. like blow right past this. this what are we fresh. even looking okay. at? You know what, Kyle? Why don't you explain this to the people here real quick? So what we're looking at, and, and this is capacity trend scores. So this is our capacity trend logic. And so what we've been able to curate over the past three years that Sonar has really been available is to, to allow our data scientists to dissect this tender data, supply and demand, sentiment from the carriers, where there's you know more opportunity, where there's less opportunity. Now we've finally dissected this into a single composite score. And so what this trend logic will tell you is when there is tightening markets, what where is that change happening? Yeah. And to do it just like that, just so quick, so you don't have to say, well, Kyle, I'm not, I'm no analyst. I don't need I I can't look at supply and demand and then sentiment and then put that all together in my own and try to figure it out. That's what we've done for you right here. Exactly. So in essence, the lower score here means that it's tighter. A higher score means that it's looser. All right. There's different ways to look at it. That's how it looks on this particular filter view. But so keep in mind here, if you are in the lighter color areas, that's going to be a more difficult market for a shipper. All right. That's a better market for a carrier. If you're in a dark colored area, that's going to be an easier market for a shipper, but a more difficult market from a carrier's perspective. Again, speaking on the capacity side. So Again, going back to our Chicago example, we see Chicago up there um, right around the lakes. It's very light colored, meaning capacity is very tight from a shipper's perspective. So, <coughs> excuse me, if they're giving only one day notice when the market's giving almost three days notice, they're having to buy weight. They're having to buy capacity with when there's way less capacity available. So that's a great time to go to your guys that are preparing a lot of those shipments, right? Right. And tell them, like, listen, if we can get these loads taken care of three days in advance, we're right. going to save us a ton of money. Now we're not competing with the same capacity as everybody else. we got a head start on it. No, exactly. And, and, and Greg Finnerty from Concept Logistics that we had on a couple weeks ago, that's exactly because he was yeah. he wor- he would, they, were, they work in a very niche area. So what do they need to understand? They don't necessarily – I'm not going to tell them the right price. Not going to tell them exactly which, yeah. what's, what the rate per mile needs to be. But having those metrics that we get from that tender data to be able to see not only supply and demand, where's these loads picking up, where are they delivering to, whether or not carriers are re- accepting or rejecting that. But we get that tender date versus actual pickup date, which gives us that, uh, that tender lead time. And it's so crucial. And it's just another benchmarking piece. It's just another way to use this outside of just pre-price discovery. It's like, how do we make you more attractive? Let's put a little bit of makeup on that pig. Why don't we just do your hair a little bit, you know? <laughs> like, like that's what we're providing to the shippers. And, and it allows you to be really unique in how you use this. And fortunately, hopefully keep your job if you're a shipper because... <laughs> well, it's, it's strategic too, right? So let's say you're a shipper, okay? You're a transportation manager, whatever your title is. And you're, you're blowing the budget. And mm-hmm. listen, you, know, you can point to everything and say, listen, rates are up for everybody, volume's up. Okay, we get all that. But, you know, at the end of the day... Maybe your executive team is like, listen, we need to lower transportation costs somehow. How are we going to do that? And you can point to something like this and say, listen, if we can give more notice, if the guys in the warehouse, if they're able to push products through faster, get the shipments ready for us to load them on the trucks faster, on average two days faster, then we'll have a lot more capacity available. We'll be able to drive pricing down. Are we going to be able to drive pricing down to like 2019 levels? Of course not. It's super elevated right now. But- 
you'll be in a better position than you are right now. And that's what it's all about. It's about beating the market. Well, exactly. And it's very, so an, another interesting point to that is just, you're having to be more attractive. You're having to show what you can offer. It's, it's for, for a shipper, and, and we're fortunately working with a lot of shippers right now. You know, Sonar used to be this product that was a nice to have for brokers and carriers, and now it's a necessity for them. And now shippers are getting into this mix because mm -hmm. it's a unified conversation. It's now saying, well, what are the tender rejections right. doing? What are the volumes actually doing? Um, and people are having those conversations together. One of our top shippers, you know, Fortune 100, I mean, they are one of the biggest CPG customer or, or CPG uh, companies in the United States. We're doing some really good work with them. We have found out that on their premium lanes, the lanes that they pay the highest amount on, the lanes that they said, we're throwing money because we need service at, they're actually getting less service. Yeah. So they're having a higher percentage of freight hit the spot market in those high premium lanes than they are the low premium lanes. That's a shipper's worst nightmare. You're paying more for worse Whoa, service. Don't let I mean, finance about see that. that. Like, holy I'm crap. paying more for worse You're saying service. I'm overpaying on this lane? And I'm I'm having more freight fall to the spot market. It's exactly what happens, and it just ties back to what happened with FedEx. It's it's yeah. not just do you want more money. It's does it fit in my network? Yeah, that's so true. It's so true. You have to find <clears throat> as a shipper, you have to find carriers that fit in your network. And same thing, if you're a carrier or a broker, you have to find shippers that work in your network. Right. Yeah. This is something, when I was was out when I was in the three PL world. <clears throat> We ran into this all the time. There were so many guys there. They would win. They would get a bid from a shipper, and they'd be like, "I'm gonna quote everything. I'm gonna do everything. This is this is me. I'm gonna win everything from the shipper." Why? Right? You're creating a headache for yourself. So that way, you're having to charge a lot on certain lanes that aren't optimal for your network. Be a champion for a piece of their network that you know that you can kill better than anybody else. Like right. do that. Same thing on the shipper side, right? Find the guys. Find the carriers that are going that are best made for certain pieces of your network. I remember talking to a carrier. Or to a shipper, excuse me. This is a big shipper. This is one of the largest, largest auto manufacturers in the world. Pat yourself on the okay. back on that one. Yeah. Anyways, and what they said they have three providers. Yeah, that's crazy. For their domestic truckload operation. For their domestic truckload operation, they have three. Probably providers. got like a three-year contract on them, like a five-year contract on those lanes. So Actually, yes. <laughs> yeah. One, no, like legitimately, one of them, they, they said that, listen, we work with these three providers. They take care of us, whatever. I'm like, what do you mean they take care of you? They're, they're charging you through the roof, everything. They're like, yeah, but they get the lowest move. No joke. They know our business. No joke. One of them just dropped off. They had a three-year contract, and one of the providers said, no, we're not, we're not servicing you anymore. That's crazy. And that's and that was like that's like a top three auto manufacturer. That's top three auto manufacturer. And I've been telling them, I've been telling them for months. They came back to me and said that. And I've been telling them for months, like, listen, on these lanes in your network, you need to use this because you're weak here. I was like, you're right. You may not be exposed to some of these market conditions yet, but you will be. Eventually, the, she is, the, the tree is going to shake. And it did. And one of your, you just lost 33% of your capacity. No, and it's, it's crazy. And so, you know, not only is that happening. So what are, we, what are we looking at? We're looking at this perfect storm of demand, but we're additionally looking at the suppliers of capacity telling you not. I ain't doing it. It ain't about money anymore. And so it's going to it's going to really cause a lot of issues down downstream because it's not ending. All yeah. these companies who were we were talking to at the beginning of this year who said, "Oh, summertime, we're going to get that lull that we always see and what's going to happen? We're going to see softening. We're going to see everything kind of come back. Some of our rates are going to be lowered. Mm -hmm. So we're just okay with taking a higher rate right now because by by Q3, Q4 we'll 
we'll see those rates come back. It's like, speaking of downs, hope you weren't holding your breath there, champ. Speaking of downstream, whitewater rafting, <laughs> kayaking, the whitewater kayaking Olympics race. Full circle. Pretty cool. Five circles. Just saying, it's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty pretty cool. Like, hey. No, they got, it's like, it's like skiing. So like, you know, the downhill skiing, you got to dodge all the little flag yeah. things. It's like that, but they do that for that kayaking. Absolutely scares me. I'm like not kidding. Like they gotta like dodge this stuff as they're going through. They gotta hit stuff and Ugh. everything through this while. I don't know what they're doing. I would have drowned. Then I know how to swim, but I would have drowned because I'd be like, I would have died. Yeah. Anyways, side the point. Off topic. But uh, yeah, downstream. Downstream. <laughs> speaking, oh, speaking of Olympics downstream. again, I'm gonna keep talking about the Olympics. They added a new event. They added a handful of events this year, but one of the big ones that they added that they have never had in the Olympics before was speed climbing. Have you ever seen, seen speed climbing? wild i have seen so it. i started doing some it. rock climbing and it takes me like you know 17 minutes to like climb like four feet um but like these dudes like they literally climb up a wall and the wall like does like one of those they got to climb up like that and i don't even know how to explain it no it's i mean you think I mean, they, of, they fly. a massive wall and they it's just as fast as you can right oh, up. yeah it's unbelievable the things that they do but anyways um when most important part of the show we got some tiktoks coming up don't we don't we do we yes we do but you know, let's give that. So just to let's f- finalize what we're saying. So demand's at its all-time highest. Yeah, it is. Supp- suppliers of capacity are pretty much telling you to get lost. And then additionally, that was a really nice it way ain't stopping. <laughs> Did you think I was going to say it another way? Oh no, George, <laughs> I wouldn't say it that way. I swear. Um, and then additionally, it's not ha- it's not going to stop anytime soon. We got Amazon Day coming up. We got. Uh, the bookings continue to go up and to the right. We're just seeing a continuation of demand. So if you're going to have to, if you're going to do anything, you got to get creative. You got to get, uh, you got to know your, your, your historicals and you got to pretty much use sonar data. When you have such an elevated level of demand prolonged for this long, this period of time, you have situations where the cares where the pendulum swings in their favor so much. I don't know if we've ever seen a swing this it's far in their It's still swinging. And it's still going to the point to where they are now telling their customers, no. They're literally leaving some of their shippers out dry. They got like, that FU money now. such an extreme. Anyways, um, good stuff here. So Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, now time for the fun stuff. Ooh. The TikToks. We're going to react to a couple of them here. Let's see what we got. Oh, they're on the screen right there. How about that? You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. Oh, that You're is not me that to guy. a T. Okay. That is me to a yeah. T. Uh, you got to check. But you got to check. Hey, listen. Ball's probably like a six feet in, there. in the woods back there. But you never know. You may have hold one out. You're not that guy, pal. Um, Trust me. Because I You're have actually that done that before. Okay. See what you did there? That's me to a T. Oh. Hey, this guy. You really drove that one through. <laughs> hey. Come on. We'll be here next week, folks. Ah. Ha. Uh, let's see what we got here. I got sent this video and I canceled my. <laughs> oh my I, god! But true statement. Cats laying on their feet. You saw it. <laughs> the sound. The sound is so good with that. Love it. Uh, okay. That makes me want a cat. And then remind. I remind myself that I and don't like cats. My cat after And then she tried to do it again, and I was like, "Are you dumb?" Because that just doesn't make sense. Like, it just wasn't getting through to her. That everything that was... Cat's face is it all. 
Yeah. Also, gooder, gooder. When I ex- that's that's me explaining my pipeline to my manager like, right there. I thought before the sound started, I thought that was a picture, but then I saw the eyes move ever so slightly. Literally. Dude, that so, is Luke, nuts. why is this deal not closing this month? <laughs> Dude, can you imagine having that amount of leaves that to pick up? That dog didn't even hesitate. Dude, I would be those homeowner, leaves. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Get me down south because I do not want to have to deal You're with that many homeowner. leaves. No, I said being a homeowner. Oh. Like, I can sympathize with that. You got a tiny yard. There's no way you have that many leaves in your yard in the fall. Huge yard. Dude, no. You got a you got a city city boy yard. I do. So do you. True. <laughs> and I actually don't have any big trees in my yard. Neither so. do I, actually. Most of the trees are around Thank me. God. It's not too bad. Thank Although, God. I'm going to be honest. I had just few enough leaves that I didn't rake them. I just had to run over them with the lawnmower once or twice. And just had to gone. hold your breath a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's uh, all good. But anyways, right, awesome. it's about the end of the show. We'll be here next week. Uh... Olympic trials for swimming will be over by the end of next we'll week. Give you Olympic but update next week. Track and field will be going on next week, so we'll have some of those updates for you. Um, in the meantime, folks, thanks for joining. Enjoy your week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Wednesday live, three thirty p.m. Luke and Kyle on Wisconsin. Take care. <laughs>